This episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast has been rated PG-14. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 14 years of age. You want to get raw? Let's get raw. This is the Klaus to the Heart. Klaus to the Heart. Klaus to the Heart podcast. We are going to talk about things that affect everyday life. Some of it you're going to agree with, some of it you're not. You're damn right I'm fired up because this is a topic worth being fired up about. There is silver lining in just about anything. You just have to look for it because it's not always going to be at the forefront. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Podcast. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. Welcome to the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. I am Jason Klaus and I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get this episode in on time this week, but... um, you know, as they say, when there's a will, there's a way, and if it's important to you, you'll find a way to do it, and um, that certainly does kind of fit the bill here, because I'm very much, you know, especially with the close to the heart stuff, I try to be as punctual on this as I can, more specifically with the podcast, because I realize that there is a certain number of people that look forward to the show every week, and I certainly did not want them uh, to be disappointed in any way, shape, or form, because I know when I'm waiting for my favorite podcasts to come out, if they're not on, if they don't if they don't drop at their scheduled time, it screws my listening schedule up, so I can certainly understand uh, the frustration that goes into that, so I, um, you know, I... I was hell-bent to make sure that we got this episode out at our regular time. So if it seems a little rushed, if it seems like I'm going through the motions, I, you know, I apologize ahead of time. I'm not going through the emo- through the motions. I'm just trying to uh, make sure that we got, uh, you know, some sort of new content out for you this week. On this episode, we are going to revisit a previous topic. It's actually a continuation, kind of like a part two, if you will, of a previous topic that we covered a number of weeks back. Uh, I had discussed, I had talked about, I had dissected, and kind of put my own two cents in on self-esteem and the importance of it, and why it's an why it's crucial that we have good self-esteem and in terms of how we view ourselves, how we view each other, um, you know, just how we we feel about ourselves individually. Because, with the, you know, self-esteem, as, as, I, as I mentioned before, it, it's very important. It's very crucial to our mental health, to our ability to... Um, overcome certain challenges, certain roadblocks, certain setbacks in some cases. Um, I just, uh, but because self-esteem is such a broad topic, you know, we only tackled one aspect of it. Today, we're going to tackle the polar opposite and what happens when, you have too much self-esteem, and there is a fine line that uh, separates having a good amount of of self of self-esteem and having a bad amount of self-esteem. Because when you have too much of it, when you hold yourself in such high regard that you start to belittle people, if you start to treat them like they are less than you. That becomes an issue, and um, we've all encountered that in some way, shape, or form during the course of our lives, where we have been in a situation or we have dealt with people, we have dealt with issues to where somebody made it abundantly clear that they viewed their existence 
higher above yours. And I that's totally wrong. It, it's in my opinion, it's the wrong way to go about life. It's the wrong way to deal with anything because at the end of the day, we are all human beings and we all have just as much right to happiness, to fulfillment, to feeling good about ourselves as anybody else. Now, with that being said, and I kind of touched on this previously, is, you know, it's important to have self-esteem. It's important to view ourselves as somebody important. Um, but when you, when you come into a situation, a newer situation, a newer um, environment, and you find yourself starting to strive, and you are making tremendous amount of headway. If you are embarking on these goals, these dreams, these visions that I have talked about at nauseum, um, what winds up happening is, and a lot of times this this gets correlated with the amount of money that you might be making. You know, things are going well. You know, you started your own business or you started this hobby or, you know, you're really starting to make some some positive strides and you are starting to see the payoff for your hard work. And that's tremendous, you know, because I've said it a lot. I've said it a lot. You know, you you're not going to get to where you want to be if you're not going to work for it. You're only going to get so much if it's handed to you. But for those of us who really apply our, our, our total capabilities and our total possibilities, and we are starting to make headway, we're starting to move forward, we're, we're starting to check off uh, these, these moments, you know, in our, in our timeline as we start to move up the proverbial ladder and in in the cases where it's it's like a a new job a new career a new something that this is what you want to do this is your dream job this is what what makes you happy you know because you've you've heard it said because I've said it you know, if you would truly enjoy what you do for a living, you'll never work a day in your life. Now, as you start to accumulate some sort of wealth, monetarily speaking, generally, um, it can and will, all depending on the fundamental makeup of people and how they view the world or view themselves, it will start to alter how they interact with the general public. And more specifically, it will start to to alter the way they interact with those closest to them. This is where ego comes to play. And ego can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. I've I've made no bones about the fact that I have an ego the size of Texas. I've said it Plenty of times, and and there are those people who may not necessarily be fans of me personally, or fans of my projects, whether it be this or the MWO or anything that I have my hand in. Um, and they will be the first to tell you that uh, I am egotistical, and I am very difficult to approach, and I'm difficult to talk to, and in some aspects, I can, I can kind of see where they're coming from. But I also understand that those people who think that about me, number one, they've got no shit and clue who and what I am. They have an idea of it, or they've heard... Um, other people's input or feedback who may have not had a, a favorable dealing with me in some way, shape, or form. So I can understand that to a degree. But at the end of the day, I, I, have, I make conscious efforts every single day not to let anything that I do dictate how I treat people. 
That's not to say that I'm not going to call somebody out on being a piece of crap because that's just how I am, especially in this day and age when, you know, there's all this animosity in the world around us. If it starts to affect me directly, I'm, I no longer am just going to let it ride and let it play out and see where it goes. If it affects me directly, I'm going to address it. And I will attempt to start that conversation as positive and as constructive as I possibly can. But, you know, all depending on what the feedback is that I'm getting will alter how I move forward in that conversation. For example, if you come to me and you're all full of piss and vinegar and, you know, you are running your mouth just for the sake of running your mouth and you have no idea as to what you're actually saying, I'm going to call you out on that. And if you get, you know, confrontational or, or anything like that, that's cool. I'll get confrontational too. Because it's all it's all based on how you treat me. It goes back to that old cliche, do unto others as you would have done to you. Um, it's, it's, it's cliche. I get it. We've heard it said a million times, but also in my opinion, there's not a more truer, a more accurate phrase that one could, could use. That's how I approach life. I, I'm, I would, I tend to want to treat people the way that I would want to be treated. Now, based on how you conduct yourself, based on how you present yourself, that is going to ultimately dictate how I view you and how I deal with you. And this is just not me personally. This is the way it is across the board. It's just a, a lot of people are just, they they let their success, they let their social standing or what they perceive to be their social standing dictate how they treat people. Now, I don't give two craps about how much money a person makes. I don't give a shit as to what position you may hold at work. I don't care what you have done in your lifetime. Because at the end of the day, a person's fundamental makeup is not, or should not at least, be dictated by how much money they have in their bank account. Because you could be a millionaire and still be the biggest prick walking the walking the the face of the earth. I have no time for people like that. That does not impress me. It doesn't. How people treat each other, and as long as people are respectful of one another and care for one another, that's to me that's what makes up a person. I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care if you drive a nicer car than I do. I don't give a rat's ass if I could fit my house inside yours because yours is that big. That means nothing to me. It means absolutely nothing to me. And I'm also not going to let it dictate how you may treat me in a less than favorable way. I'm not going to let anybody talk down to me just based because they have a a fancy little title underneath their name on a business card. That means nothing to me. Because once you punch out at the end of the day, you are a person. You are an individual. You are a human being. I don't care what you do. I don't care who you are. It makes no difference to me. How you conduct yourself as an individual, that's what I look for. How you treat people in an everyday environment, on a day-to-day basis, that's what I look for. And that's what, that's what I determine as to whether or not how much time of my day or out, out in my life that I'm going to dictate to you or that I'm going to allot to your existence. Now, some of you are listening to this and, and you're probably thinking, well, this guy is completely off his rocker. Because we all know that money is what makes the world go around bullshit. 
Because at the end of the day, when you take your final breath and you go in for that dirt nap, you ain't taking that money with you. You may leave it to your family, your friends, your loved ones. You may donate it to a church. You may donate it to a wildlife preserve. You may do whatever you want with it. But you ain't taking it with you. Unless they they take it all out of the bank and they put it in a mason jar and, and stick it in the casket with you that they're going to put six feet into the ground. Well, that to me just tells me what kind of person you are fundamentally. Now, having too much self-esteem, um, you know, it, it starts to become a real issue. You know, you... Um, it's uh it it all goes back to how you treat people and it's how you perceive and how you present yourself i i can't imagine um you know i i have i have achieved great deals of success in terms of the goals that i had set forth for myself am i rich off of it no no I'm not because I still have to punch in and out of work each and every day to my quote-unquote shoot job. And if anybody doesn't know what the word shoot job means, it, 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 I don't work at a gun range or some crap like that. Shoot job means my real-life job. In this case, it would be my employment with General Motors. That's my shoot job. This project, this podcast, the Michigan Wrestling Organization, Jackal Creations as a whole, the t-shirts, the apparel, the screen printing, all that stuff that goes into it. That's what I, ultimately, that's what I want to do. I'm not there yet. But with each and every project and each and every different business venture that I have set out on, I have set goals for myself. And as I achieve those goals, there is a great deal of pride that goes into it. There is a great deal of, um, for the lack of better terms, you know, the pat on the proverbial back. Because I... I set out to do something. I put in the work to do it. I achieved this goal. I achieved that one. I achieved this one. I'm starting to to check off these these items on the list in terms of what I deemed would be points of success. And I don't think at any time, at, at least I've tried not to, and if it was perceived to be that way, it certainly was not intentional. But I never let it alter who I am as a person. Now, as I say that, especially with professional wrestling, you know, professional wrestling is very much a huge part of who I am fundamentally as an individual my fanfare for the business my fanfare for the art that is pro wrestling that was ingrained in me from a very early age and i have not let go of that and i don't foresee that ever becoming a thing that's just me as i embarked on building my own brand in professional wrestling and we started really making some headway, I tried not to let that dictate how I conduct myself. There are times where I know um, that has not always been the case. But I also know that more often than not, it's because I was retaliating to how I was being treated by somebody else. Because I'm not going to let anybody talk down to me for any reason whatsoever. I, unless, unless I come into a, a situation with guns a-blazing and I'm just the biggest asshole that's ever walked God's green earth, um, I don't deserve to be treated anything other than with some degree of respect because I think in my mind I have earned that. You encounter these things in your life. 
and you don't, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be because you started a business because not everybody is a business owner. Not everybody has these hobbies, these expansive hobbies that puts them in, in a spotlight or puts them in the public eye or puts them front and center of any type of gathering. It's just, it, it could be just the fact that you have a job that you enjoy or you have a hobby that you enjoy. And if you achieve a goal or success in that realm, um, you know, you, they, you respond accordingly. You know, at no point have I ever tried to portray myself as somebody that has put myself on a pedestal above anybody else because I'm a realist and I realize that like, especially in my, in my circumstance, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have the help and the guidance and the, the assistance of some pretty special people, friends, family, colleagues, co-workers, people who have done things to help me get to where I am today. I, I would not consider my projects to be um, an overly financial success, but creatively, I'm the richest person in the world, in my mind. Um, and it doesn't have to relate to necessarily how much money I make. And, and let, let me explain this. When I started screen printing, I did that solely to make merchandise for MWO shows, for the MWO wrestlers. And it was an, an, an area, an avenue that was I've always been very interested in merchandising and designing and printing apparel. Um, while I think I'm a pretty creative person in terms of coming up with, with different designs and things of this nature, this, this was something totally brand new to me, and I didn't know if I would even be, be able to do it. Well, I've learned that I can. And my reward does not necessarily relate to how ma how much money is in my bank account. My reward is walking into an MWO venue and I see people wearing the shirts that I designed and hand printed that they thought enough of to to drop some of their hard-earned money for to purchase. I walk into the plant in which I work and over the course of the last few years, I have designed, you know, d different t-shirts specifically geared towards that, th those, those people, the auto workers, the assembly line workers, the ones that bust their asses each and every day, every week of the year to provide a quality and safe vehicle for themselves and their families. And that type of work for anybody who, who does not have a job at that kind of environment, you don't understand what all goes into it. And sometimes it starts to become mind-numbing. But I've found ways to kind of I don't want to say poke fun at the at the industry, but it's something that we can all get a chuckle out of because it's something that we can relate to and it forms something of a bond. There is a great deal of pride every time I step onto the line to build trucks every night and I see somebody walking by that I may not personally know other than I know that they work at the plant but they are wearing one of my shirts. That's my reward. And I don't walk around with this aura that, oh, I'm somebody special because I designed and printed the shirt that you're wearing. I am somebody special and I needed to be treated special because I... 
I posted a video last year to try to rally the entire membership of Local 598 during the national strike. I that's not I that's not why I do what I do. I do what I do to try to make a difference in people's lives fundamentally. If they are in a bad way, I try to find ways to boost their self-esteem, to boost their self-confidence, and to let them know that things may suck at this particular point in time. It's not permanent. Those people who walk around any realm of life thinking that they are above anybody else those are the people who generally are going to wind up being the most miserable people you will ever know because what happens is is that something or somebody is going to remind them starkly in 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 some cases that i hate to be the one to tell you this but your shit does stink and it stinks bad you are no better than anybody else. In fact, I would go so far as to say that because of the way you conduct yourselves and the way you present yourselves, you are a big reason why there is such a disconnect in society in this day and age. Because you think that you are just so much better than people and at the end of the day, whether you want to acknowledge it, whether or not you want to realize it, you're an asshole. And you are the you are the kind of people that other people talk shit about. Just because of how you conduct yourself. It doesn't I mean I I could sit here right now because I could sit here and scream and yell and curse until the cows come home. But I find that when you conduct yourself like that, yeah, people are realizing that you're yelling and you're screaming and and you are displaying this kind of behavior, but people aren't listening. If you really want to make an impact... You got to actually talk to people, not at people. At least that's what I have found. Because I, I, I've, I, I've tried it both ways, you know. As I have been the owner of a professional wrestling company, and there have been plenty of days. My roster will tell you this: that I came into a locker room just having a screaming fit because something didn't go right because there was a bunch of laziness and incompetence on that day for whatever reason that message was lost they stood there with eyes wide open just in in the shock of the moment because I was displaying this kind of behavior where I was yelling and screaming and spitting and swearing. And yeah, they were they were hearing what I was saying, but they weren't listening to what I'm saying. And you're probably like, well what the what the fuck does that mean? That that's that, that's the same thing. No, it's not. To be heard is one thing. To be listened to to be listened to is something totally different. It really is. If you sit there and think about it, it's two different things. My point is, in all of this, is you have the ability each and every day when you wake up to either do good in the world or to do bad in the world. To conduct yourself in a positive manner or a negative one. We all have virtually a clean slate each and every time a new sun rises. What you do with that day is more often than not 100% up to you. What you do on that day is based on what you decide your course of action should be. 
And it's totally up to you as to how people will respond to you based solely on how you present yourself. If you are a manager, if you are an owner, if you are a leader, if you are in any kind of role to where you are overseeing or you are in charge of a group of people, this specifically relates to you because based on how you conduct yourself will ultimately make the determination as to how your team is going to respond and how your team performs. I've, I've talked about that before. If you come in th- thinking that, that, that your shit don't stink and that you walk on water, you turn water into wine and all this other crap, I got news for you. There's going to be a day where reality is going to come when you least expect it. It's probably going to come up from behind you and smack you so hard upside your pointed little head, you're not going to know what day it is. And at that point, it's going to be too late. Because the damage has already been done. Because you've let your overinflated level of self-confidence and your ego dictate who you are fundamentally and it was not for the better if you are in one of these leadership slash manager slash management type of roles and things are not running as smooth as it possibly can be now there are there are cases where it is the individuals on your team or on your staff or or whatever and they just don't have the work ethic they don't feel like doing it, whatever the case may be. But a lot of times, if you know fundamentally that you have a good core staff, a good core team, and things are not going smooth, I would suggest that you take a moment, look at yourself in a mirror and say, what am I doing? And how can I improve this? yourself. The first thing you got to do is knock yourself down a couple of notches. Because if you don't, like I said, and I'll I'll use a wrestling, you know, an analogy here. Cuz one day you're going to turn around and and reality is going to drop you like an RKO and you are not going to see it coming. There will be no rhyme, there will be no reason, there will be no warning. And as you sit there and you wonder what the hell just happened, just know it was based solely on you and how you, you conducted yourself. Just a couple of quick thoughts. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the Klaus of Heart podcast right after this. With the summer months winding down and we're starting to focus on our our individual fall cleanups, you're starting to notice that you may have a lot of scrap metal laying around. Old appliances, car parts, things of this nature. And you don't really know how to go through the process of getting rid of it yourself. Thankfully, I have your solution. My friends over at A&B Metal Recycling are here to help you. If you have extra scrap metal around your home that you do not want, give my friends at A&B Metal Recycling a call. They will come out and take any scrap metal away from your property that, that you just do not want anymore. You don't have to haul it out to the curb. You don't have to put it in the garage. They will come out and remove it from wherever it is. All you got to do is check them out on Facebook. Just look for A&B Scrap Recycling or give them a call or text them at 810-219-8985. That's 810-219-8985. A&B Scrap Metal Recycling. Are you looking for a casual neighborhood hangout somewhere where you can just kind of relax after a long day at the office? 
My friends at Barley and Vine are now open for business and they have, in addition to locally sourced, locally crafted wine and beer, they have a tremendous menu. They have a tremendous array of entertainment options, including classic board games, retro game consoles, a book sharing library. Now on Thursday nights, they are incorporating trivia night and Fridays and Saturday nights, they are bringing in very talented local musicians. So there's something for everybody. You can check them out at 1072 South Elms Road, Suite B. That is at the Elms Road Square between Calkins and Court. You you can check them out at Barley and Vine on Facebook and Instagram or their website, barleyandvinemi.com. Welcome back to the show. Certainly appreciate you taking time out to give the show a listen. And uh, in this final segment this week, I'm going to touch on a few different uh, topics here. A couple different things that have come across my mind, have come across my radar. And uh, I'm going to you know, kind of uh, have free speech type of thing here. Uh, the first thing I want to touch on is um, I want to send my my sincerest appreciation and gratitude to the roster and the management of Imperial Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, they presented the uh, Pure Fury tribute show this past Saturday at the Artesia Youth Park in Houghton Lake in a uh, what was advertised to be a joint promotion with the Michigan Wrestling Organization uh, in in paying tribute to my brother, who uh, was a, a pretty significant part of the IWE family up there, and uh, he really resonated with their fan base, and it was good to see um, a lot of the roster that, uh, you know, a lot of their wrestlers also work for the MWO. And, uh, you know, some of them I hadn't, I hadn't seen since we did the bunkhouse brawl in February. Uh, so it was, it was good to see like Rick Cartier. Uh, I, I, it was so good to see Rick and, uh, he was one of the guys I was really looking forward to seeing. Um, I had seen Jacob Braun, you know, Jacob Braun and um, his lovely girlfriend, Karen, uh, they actually came out to Jeff's m- memorial. So I was able to see him on, on that day, but it was, uh, you know, it was a different setting. It was a different circumstance. So it was good to see, you know, some of the guys I hadn't seen in quite some time. And, uh Everybody that's involved with IWE has been top-notch, and they really, you could tell, you know, emotions were running very high on that day, and, uh, you know, I got emotional more than a couple times uh, during the course of their show there, and, uh, you know, it was good to see how their fan base responded, you know, to the you know, they did a 10-bell toll to Jeff and, um, you know, the chance of his name and things like this. And, and uh, it was a fitting tribute, and I am very appreciative of all of their efforts. Um, a couple of the IWE exclusive guys had come up, and um, I had a moment or two to you know talk with them and things like that, and you could really tell how much Jeff meant to that that organization, and uh, so it was it was uh, it was a very fitting very fitting tribute, and uh, you know there were there were some some aspects I you know self admittedly I wasn't wholeheartedly. Um, thrilled about but you know that that's just me going through the emotions that I'm going through you know what I mean and uh and I know you know a lot of them guys were 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 just as torn up as anybody when everything happened so I take that into consideration and um 
but all in all it was it was uh it was a good show and uh they did Jeff proud there's there's no doubt about that and uh you know I I know he was he was looking down smiling on that day just based on the love and support and respect that um the IWE family and fan base you know demonstrated on that day so I just wanted to uh start off by saying thank you um to John to Dennis uh Rick Green um and uh their their entire staff up there so thank you you know on behalf of my family we certainly appreciate it uh switching gears a little bit though um we got a couple of things in the works right now from the MWO side of things we are aggressively trying to get the footage up and ready and 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 edited and everything for the premiere of WrestleRama 26 that is scheduled to take place this coming Sunday September the 27th uh we are making every stride that we possibly can to meet that deadline and um unfortunately for a key member of our production team James Walter um he he lost his father uh a few days back and I didn't even realize cuz he you know he's one of these guys that doesn't really uh give out a lot of personal information but um he had made a post I think it was on Sunday that his father had passed away and um James is is a you know he's a big part of our of our production team and a big part of the editing process and putting Russell Rama together so uh, while we are still kind of on track to meet the Sunday deadline there is going to be that possibility that we may not be able to get it out on Sunday but uh, certainly our fans will be able to understand that you know Oh, for somebody who has lost a parent, you know, I know wholeheartedly how difficult that is, you know, regardless of what the status of your relationship is, um, you know, that weighs very, very heavy on, on people. And, um, but, um, my thoughts and prayers and, uh, you know, James and his family are, um, obviously at you know on my mind and uh we just want him to know that our organization supports him a hundred percent and uh, i just hope he knows that we're here if needed for any kind of emotional or otherwise uh su support and um you know it's it's a rough thing to go through in life man you know, and it seems like the longer this year goes, uh, you know, more and more people that I know that I care about are starting to have to deal with, you know, things like this, loss of loved ones and, you know, all kinds of unforeseen circumstances. But, uh, you know, James and uh, James is just a tremendous guy, just fantastic and I really hated to see that. I hated to hear about that. And uh, but I know, you know, knowing him like I do, I know he's going to make every effort to get his part of the job done, so that we can get, you know, our parts of the job done, so that we can present our fans with the show on Sunday. So we are making every effort. If not, you're, you know, I'll I'll go ahead and apologize right now ahead of time if we can't bust this thing out in a timely manner and then I apologize but certainly you can understand why so um another topic I uh want to talk about here and this will probably be the last thing that I uh address this week is um I have come to the conclusion that I am in a serious void right now in terms of 
public performance. And what I mean by that is, uh, <coughs> I am, I am not right now in a good place. Full disclosure. Um, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm depressed. Um, but I, what I will say is I'm struggling. I'm struggling on a number of different levels here. And, um, there's a lot of things that are bothering me that wouldn't necessarily bother me any other time, but I think I'm at a point now to where, um, I have let things build up for so long that I can, I can start feeling these little cracks in the foundation, these little cracks in the wall that are starting to rear its ugly head. And I'm making every effort to kind of turn that negative energy into positives. And it comes down to the fact that a lot of who and what I am fundamentally is a public performer. We haven't been able to have a real wrestling show since February. You know, you, when you have that kind of avenue, when you have that kind of stage to perform on, that uh, that appeases a lot of who I am as a person. This close to the heart thing gives me a creative outlet, and uh, I it's something that I truly enjoy doing. But I have come to the conclusion that I need. A stage, a microphone, and a live audience. Soon. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I need to get in some way, shape, or form in a performance level. And, um, you know, there was a period of time to where I thought my wrestling career was over. I was having some sort of I don't want to say complications because that's not the right word for it, but I was having issues uh, with my heart and um, to the point to where I finally had to bite the bullet and go in and go see a cardiologist and go through a battery of tests and things of this nature. And, you know, during the course of all this, I found out I'm a diabetic. And, um, you know, so I know that that was a, you know, a part of what was wrong of what was going wrong, but, uh, I didn't know if I was going to be able to wrestle ever again. And, um, you know, it seems like on the 11th hour going into the day that we filmed WrestleRama, um, you know, shortly before that is when I got clearance to be like, okay, you can resume physical activity, which was a huge weight off my shoulders. And, uh, but I've, I also know that I am just as much passionate about the Klaus to the heart thing as I am the MWO. And having, having done one stage show in January and realizing what worked and what didn't, I'm anxious to get back into that kind of realm. I'm anxious to get back into that kind of performance. I'm anxious to do a stage show to where I can just let it all out, to where I can just be me, to where I can be a performer in some way, shape, or form to get out those creative juices. And... um I think I have kind of found a way and um, we are embarking on this project. Um, and if you follow the Klaus to the Heart Facebook page, you're going to start seeing um, some announcements coming up here probably next week in terms of different things, different ideas that we are going to tackle on and try to get back slowly but surely and as safely as we possibly can get back to some sort of a different setting a different environment a different um, presentation overall 
you know, based on what you're used to hearing here on the podcast or used to seeing on uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, I have a new project that is actually two. I got a one one episode for the Klaus to the Heart on YouTube channel. I had recorded a, a very in-depth and personal interview this past weekend. My goal was to have it done and would premiere this coming Wednesday, uh, which would be tomorrow if you're listening to this on the on Tuesday, the day that it drops. But um, I don't want to rush through it, and I, and I didn't want to just throw anything together. So I'm actually postponing the premiere date for that for that particular episode to um, a week from this Wednesday, uh, just so I have more more time to focus on it to give it the kind of treatment that I think that it deserves. But uh, I'm also going to be exploring a different kind of um, a different kind of format for some of the episodes and. Uh, I was talking to a longtime friend of mine who was very interested in coming on and being a part of future episodes, and we're trying to get the format together. We're trying to kind of do something different uh, with a totally, totally different dynamic than what you had, you know, what you might be used to in turn. You know, if you watch the show on YouTube or or whatever. Uh, so we are kind of exploring those options and um, just to kind of scratch that itch, you know, for the lack of a better term. Um, but we do have all kinds of stuff in the works. It's just a matter of getting people's individual schedules on one page and trying to um, really... Um, put forth our our best effort to give you guys entertaining content and that's what we're aiming for here so just stay tuned hang tight with me um you know i'm in a little bit of a funk right now but i promise it's not going to be it's not going to last long you know i just got to snap myself out of it and once i get that that spark um then you know, things will start getting somewhat back to normal or as far as normal as we possibly can. So, regardless, I appreciate you all and I appreciate you listening each and every week to the show. And I I realize that this one may not be as full of high octane and um, energy as what you may be used to, um, but... That doesn't mean that the message this week was uh, any less passionate or personal. So, uh, if you're digging what what we're doing, uh, follow us on Facebook. Just look for Close to the Heart. Hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel and get notified each and every time a new episode drops. Um, and with that, be awesome to yourselves and to each other. And we will talk to you next week right here on the Klaus to the Heart podcast, powered by Anchor.fm.